I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program, episode 33 of Live Mike. I'm grateful to you. For joining us today, we have one final segment today. It's a pretty intense day here in Washington, D.C. Uh, the, the senators are wrapping up their opportunity to ask questions of the House managers and of the president's defense team. So that will come to a conclusion tonight. And then tomorrow is when we really find out what the future of these proceedings will be. Will we see witnesses? Will this be drawn out for uh, extra days, weeks, maybe even months? Uh, You know, each witness that is called, they have to be deposed before they appear on the floor of the Senate. So that's going to add time necessarily. Uh, But on the other hand, it could all be wrapped up tomorrow night late, early Saturday maybe. Uh, So we're going to continue to follow that. Uh, One final segment today uh, in this episode of Live Mike. In the last segment, we spoke with Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. You remember he's running for governor. Uh, Well, he this morning got into a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter with a senator here in the state of Utah, Dan McKay, over an interesting subject. And listen, I'm not uh, bringing this topic up to uh, like fan the flames of disagreement or pit these two Republicans against one another or try to drive a wedge or anything like that. I assure you that is not the case. Uh, you know, over after listening to me for the past few weeks here, I get obsessed with the process and procedure and the details of how uh, our state is governed and uh, other things. They fascinate me so much. And this disagreement between the two men has given us an opportunity to learn about how judges in the state of Utah assume their office. Here's how the system stands currently. It is that uh, all the judges that are in place, when a vacancy arises, either through death, unfortunately, or maybe resignation or for uh, whatever reason, uh, when a vacancy arises, there is an independent commission which assembles a list of five candidates. That list is presented then to the governor, who is empowered to select that list and put them uh, in position as a judge. Now, there are subsequent to that appointment uh, call for uh, retention elections, they call it. And you'll see those uh, on the ballot each time you go to vote. You'll see if you scroll, 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 uh, you'll see that uh, there are judges on there. And you may not know them, uh, but, uh, but they're on there. Well, anyway, uh, there is a Utah senator who would like to change that. He'd like to amend the Constitution of the state of Utah, a a tall order uh, on its own. Well, we'll see uh, what his rationale is for that. Dan McKay joins us on the line now. Uh, Senator, sir, I'm grateful to you for joining us. Thanks for taking time to talk to us. Hi, Lee. Thank you. Tell me, what are you up to? Well, uh, it's been a delightful afternoon, if that's what you're talking about, or are you talking about the judicial uh, constitutional? <laughs> yeah, let, let, let me know. I'd love to know how the weather is up there on the Hill. And when we get past that, tell us how you would like to change uh, this guiding document here over the state of Utah. 
Well, thanks to the legislature, the air is clean today, so let's talk about the bill. Um, so, you know, it's been a long time since we uh, have looked at our judiciary, stepped back and taken an honest evaluation of our process, about how we have judges nominated uh, and how they, you know, how they serve. And, and then, you know, constitutionally right now, we have an important check that the people, you know, get to weigh in on whether or not a judge's service is uh, exemplary or not. Uh, we have a judicial rating service that is a, a third party, and, you know, they, have, uh, they make recommendations about whether or not a judge should stay or whether a judge should not based on performance. And, uh, and, and what happens is those judges then stand for a retention election today, and I've had several constituents say, I have no idea how to get information about these judges. I don't know where to begin. The judges don't have any real realistic responsibility to reach out because thus far in Utah history, we have a 100 percent retention rate. And as a result, hold on a second. Let's stop that. Uh, that's a fascinating figure. 100 percent retention rate in the history of this process being in place in the Utah Constitution. These retention elections have in every instance resulted in retaining the appointed judge. Yes. Fascinating. So you, you have to ask, like, is every judge really that good in the state of Utah, or are they not? And so, when you look back at, let's say the, let's say the judicial, uh, the third-party groups that, that rate judges, there was one judge in, in a recent election that was recommended not to retain. It is one of the first times that third-party group has recommended a judge not for retention, and that judge, despite that recommendation not to retain, that that judge was still retained by the voters. And so uh, I'm wondering, and uh, it's a legitimate question, are, are voters able to get the information on whether or not the, the judges are, retaining, are worth retaining? The judges don't really do anything to reach out to their, quote, constituency uh, to be accountable themselves or to talk about the issues they're working on or the things they care about or the positions they take in the law. And if people don't think that there is a political way to interpret the law themselves without, you know, with, you know, if they have their own lens to interpret the law and they reach conclusions based on their predetermined notions, then why is the Supreme Court nomination so contentious in this country? Sure. So I, I would, I would say that there are, Partisan or nonpartisan, or these elections, you can argue uh, about their efficacy. I would argue about our efficacy now and say our current process may not be meeting the expectations of some uh, or may not be meeting the needs of some. And I would argue there isn't much accountability. And as a result of there not being much accountability and there not being much tied to the will of the people. I think it's an important conversation that we look back on this process and say, should we be electing judges? Should we be, you know, should we not be electing judges? And how do we get started in that? And I think this bill is an important vehicle to start that conversation. Uh, it, it isn't, you know, this isn't an indictment on a particular judge, on our current judges. It's more about our process. And could our process be better? Could it be different? There are lots of states in the country who do direct election of judges. There are lots of there are a lot of states in this country that actually have partisan elections, 
where you can, you know, you, you the, they, just like any other uh, elected office, they declare a party and they run on that party's ticket, whatever it may be. Uh, this proposal in the state of you know, to amend the Constitution would allow for nonpartisan elections. That nonpartisan element would then, you know, put it in a situation where it's not necessarily about party principle or that kind of thing, but let's, you know, open it up to the electorate and let people speak about what they want their judges to be doing and how they want to be focused. I asked Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox in the segment that preceded this, I asked him what he predicted to be the future of your effort. He, uh, citing the the uphill climb that it is to amend the Constitution of Utah, uh, predicted that that this would be a difficult uh, task for you to accomplish. Now, let me ask you the same question. What's support looking like? Uh, How optimistic are you about amending the Constitution and allowing for the election of these judges? Well... Boy, uh, I, it is an uphill climb. The lieutenant governor is correct about that, uh, and he knows the process well. He knows the hurdles involved. Uh, I'll just say there are issues. We in you know in the legislature we're aware of the issues. The public is aware of the issues. The governor's office, I'm certain, is aware of the issues. I think if everybody stopped and, and thought about it, is there a better way to do it? Uh, the independent nominating convention so far is really successful at choosing, uh, you know, lawyers from, well, I mean, our Supreme Court is really made up of lawyers from two different firms. Uh, whether or not there are other people that can serve on the Supreme Court uh, is, a, is a question also for the public. Does it yeah. have to, you know, are we limited to only the top law firms or, or those kinds of things? Yeah. These, are, these are just questions about the process yeah. that I think, uh, you know, an academic and a policy conversation is fruitful around. Outstanding. Uh, Senator Dan McKay, I'm grateful to you uh, for your time. Thanks for explaining to us your efforts here. And uh, I can assure you we'll follow this. Uh, and, and if there are junctures at which uh, you think we ought to be aware, please reach out and let us know how things are going for you. Again, thanks for your time and thanks for the work you're doing up there at Capitol Hill this legislative session. All the best and congratulations on the new show, Lee. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. That's kind of you to say. That's uh, Senator Dan McKay. He has uh, a bill up before the Senate right now which would amend the Constitution of the United States, allow for uh, election of judges. That's That happens in some states, not all here in Utah. Uh, it's an appointment at first by the governor and then to retain uh, that judgeship, then there must be an election. It's a fascinating thing. I'm grateful to you for hanging out with me and learning about all of it. Well, I'll tell you what, that's it for today's show. Tonight, uh, I invite you to pay attention to these uh, to these impeachment proceedings. Tomorrow, the whole game changes. It could be over tomorrow night, or we could learn that it's going to be dragged out for weeks and months to come. That's it for the show. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. You're listening to KSL News Radio.